This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime, no additional charge. So, celebrate the progress that you've already made by visiting betterhelp.com slash yanks today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash yanks. Today is October 5th, and the Yankees, they're past the wild card. They're on to the ALDS, which stands for the American League Divisional Series. And they're playing the Boston Red Sox. Last night, it was all about the wild card. Today, it's all about the ALDS. Let's talk Yanks. Thank you very much for tuning in to Talking Yanks and listening to us and partaking and engaging and supporting and everything. This episode of Talking Yanks is brought to you by a slew of very special people. This episode is sponsored by Jason Gold. It's a cool name. This next episode is sponsored by Arash Abrashamchi. Abrashamchi. I'm sorry. I probably butchered both names, but you... No, I think you had it. You think I got it? Arash... Abrashamchi. He, he was in the live chat yesterday. So I yeah, love he tweets a lot. He's cool. Oh, okay. I love Arash, but I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Sean Riley, that's a name I can get behind. <laughs> Sean that's Riley. Tough. An American uh, dumb brain knows how to say Sean Riley. Kerry Saputo, love that name. Saputo. Scott Hinckley, Matthew Spendley, and Chris Barranco. Thank you guys so much. Those latest guys, they are the most recent Patreon subscribers and supporters. It's $2 a month. Jake and I were just talking. If there's ever a month where you're going to get your bang for your buck, it's going to be October because what these Patreon subscribers get is they get live access to the show. So how the postseason goes is tomorrow night, Friday, there's going to be a game. Once I hear Boone's comments, we go live after the game. And if you're itching, you're itching. Don't lie. After you watch a game, especially if we win, or if it's a heartbreaking loss, you're itching to talk about it, hear about it. You get to listen to us live, and then you get to interact with us after the show and a little post-show post, post, post show talk if you want. So if there's ever a month where your two bucks is going to go way longer than the other months, which it's still very good, it's October. You're going to get a lot. So if you want to join live, if you want instant access to the show, $2 a month. You also get your uh, name put in a raffle to win a jersey at the end of October. And you get to watch it on replay on YouTube as well. So it's a it's a good deal right now. $2. Jake said it's one Starbucks coffee uh, a month. Yeah. Instead of buying a Starbucks coffee, don't give us the 2 bucks on Patreon. We give you a ton of Yankees content. Jimmy cranking out hype videos, all of it. And then you end up saving like three bucks because the Starbucks coffee is like five. So not only are you getting more Yankees content, you just saved yourself three bucks. This is people helping people. People helping people. All right. My name is John Boy. Powerful stuff, Jim. Powerful stuff like the cold brew I'm drinking. My name is John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey. And Jake, who you just heard, my co-host, coming to you from Denver, transplanted Yankee fans. I know that we say the spiel all the time, but I think we're going to have a lot of new listeners in the postseason because that's just how it naturally works, and that's totally cool. That's how fanhood works. You're going to get more people coming when it's the most exciting. I welcome you all. I'm John Boy. My real name is Jimmy. John Boy's a dumb nickname. Jake, let's talk about this series, Jake. Um... I want to open up first with I wasn't ready to move on yet when we like were talking about, okay, let's record, let's record. I still wanted to relish in last night for like a little more. I really did. And that's, and 
enjoy the moment, I guess. Enjoy the ride. Because a lot of people are like, next page. No, I wanted like a couple hours. I wanted to go watch replays. I wanted to look at the box score again. Look at the videos I made. Now we turn the page. We're on to the Red Sox. Did you, did you enjoy? Did you look back on last night with the little heart, heart popping eyes? A little bit. I mean, it's, it's not huge heart popping eyes. It's just like such a relief. Such like a relief. such a relief. I mean, I, some people were tweeting that Giancarlo got his playoff home run and that was a big relief for him. And there's the old sports phrase, the monkey off the back. There's a great video of Steve Young when he gets his, I want to say it's a Super Bowl win, but he's <laughs> literally pretending to throw a monkey off his back, which is a great visual. But that's what it felt like. It just felt like if this season had come down to a wild card loss, I mean, just imagine where we'd be at today. We'd be talking about heads rolling. There'd be some firm fire boon. There'd be some what the hell were Cashman and those guys doing this year. Now we get the series with the Red Sox. It's five games. I mean, they've got the home field advantage, but they had one of the best seasons a major league baseball teams ever had in the regular season. And all you can ask is get a, get the chance to, to face them. So uh, I, I guess that's still my thing. Just a huge relief. I'm really interested to see where my feelings are at tomorrow morning because I'm wondering if I'm going to be like tense and locked up again or if I'm kind of going to be just loose and, hey, sales out there. If we can get them, we get them. If not, well, we're, we're still here. Let's still steal game two in Boston. Tomorrow, from my experience last year with the Indians, tomorrow's loose in, in my brain because the one game playoff is 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 turmoil. It's mental turmoil, and and now it's like okay, well, if we lose one, we'll we'll just get the next one. Uh, that's exactly how I feel. So much so that like the relief is gone, uh, is the relief is here, and I'm excited for this one. Like I wasn't excited for the wild card. I know that. Uh, if you went to the stadium and you were loud, you had to be excited because, uh, and most fans were, some fans were excited. I wasn't excited. I was much more timid, uh, scared, and just like a fucking ball of anxiety. I'm excited about the Red Sox. I'm not saying I'm cocky or confident or I think we're going to dominate, but I'm very excited about this compared to my feelings about the wild card. And I think that we it will be a a, a competitive series. Like, I, yeah. I don't think... I think it's evenly matched, and I don't think the Yankees would be shocking if they won or lost. But especially if they won, I'd not, like, I don't think it's shocking. I, I'm excited. You, you, you just want it to be good baseball both ways. I know that sounds like a cop-out, but I, I mean, you'd, if you're the Yankees, your biggest nightmare is like an Andujar error or something like that to lose a game. If you're Boston... I mean, not even their bullpen because they, they know that's kind of weak. You just don't want it to lose on something fluky. You know, you don't, you don't want any silly errors or things like that. And, again, kind of a total cop-out, but you, you just want it to be good baseball. You don't want to be walking away. Either of these teams want to walk away and saying, oh, my God, we won that series if, you know, J.D. Martinez plays that ball out of the corner better, or if Andujar makes the throw better, or just any of the little stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this is Yankee sucks. This is they sh- they had the highlights ready to go. Sh- shocker from uh, what was it TBS last night? But I mean, the Aaron Boone home run. I mean, just any of the Bucky Dent, any of these old highlights, Big Poppy. I mean, I just watched the Kevin Millar walk and the Dave Roberts stolen base. Like, whatever happens in this series that's a big moment is almost timeless. It's been a long time since we had Red Sox Yanks. Didn't they say 14 years or something like that? Yeah. Uh huh. It's wild. That's 2004. That's half my lifetime until a week from today. (laughs) Math, huh? Math, huh? Let's start with the roster. I Let's start with uh, the roster. I threw a tweet out today. Um, I maybe I'm stubborn or not stubborn is not the right word. Maybe I'm. 
I don't know the right word. I was shocked people disagreed. And not because I think I'm smart, just because I thought it was simple. I think you take Bird or you take Wade off the roster. Well, okay, the easiest one is you're taking Higgy off for CeCe. That's no-brainer, right? Seems like a no-brainer, yes. Then I would take Wade off for Tarpley. Yeah, I'm I'm not 100% with you there. I think that's a coin flip. And again, this is seven-game set. I think it leans more towards Tarpley. But again, people love the postseason pinch runner if you need that run. But don't I, you think Gardner and Echeverria can pinch run off the bench? Like a five-man bench, That's why would we need a five-man bench in a five-game series? Yeah, I'm, I mean, it does seem a lot, especially Tyler Wade is only going to pinch run. It's not like you'd give him a start or anything. Um, yeah, I mean, and we saw they want to use the other guys as defensive subs. We're going to see a lot of that if the Yankees do have a lead. Um, or, I mean, <laughs> even if Andujar is done with his last at-bat or void, it, it looks like. It, maybe even McCutcheon, because, again, what you're losing – a decent something at this point at the bat with McCutcheon and Gardy, but I mean, this is a guy that's never played left field compared to Gold Glove Brett Gardner. Yeah. Um, and two, Yankees Yankee Stadium is a giant left field, and Fenway is one of the weirdest left fields you'll see. Uh-huh. And Gardy's Gardy's played there for a decade. Um, yep. Man, Jim, I've I've got a couple. I I just need to throw it out there to see where you land on roster. On roster. Okay. And. Another interesting piece, and this goes back into Tarpley and Lance Lynn. Um, man, I was looking at the the Brewers Rockies series. They both left off two of their better starters. They the Rockies left off John Gray, and the Brewers left off Chase Anderson, which just makes me wonder. Are if teams are only asking their starters to go 80 pitches, I mean, do you only bring, like, three starters? I mean, those teams are two heavy bullpen teams. I'm I'm just saying there could be another wrinkle there that we don't know yet, whether it's Lance Lynn. Um, I mean, you have to bring CeCe on this roster because, I mean, this is what is why you have been This is about. why you have CeCe. <laughs> This is, uh, and we'll, I, we'll get. In. I dare you to tell CC he's not on this team. <laughs> um, I, we'll get into pitching rotation after we finish. Right, full but roster talk. I I think there's. It's going to be interesting to see because the final spot is going to come down to Wade, Tarpley, and Lynn? Question mark. We think they're going to keep him just as the innings eating guy. But I'm I'm just saying with all the relievers and only being a five game set, I could see Lynn getting left off or something like that. I don't know. I I don't know what I believe yet, but I'm I'm just throwing that out there as an option. So we have a team that we said it, everyone says it, Michael K says it, the TBS broadcast says it. We're not pinch hitting for our starting nine. We're defensive replacing replacing some of them we're not we might pinch run for maybe one or two we're not pinch hitting for our starting nine so why would you bring a five-man bench Romine's a lock Gardner's a lock Walker's a lock Echeverria is a lock that's a four-man bench you're not pinch hitting for anyone else Bird and Wade have no spot we just why would you need a five-man bench when we have games where we're going to be very eager to go to the bullpen in the second, third inning and and throw all six of our guys. So why not just have Lynn there, have Tarpley if he needs to come in and get Brock Holt and uh, the Lynn, is that his name? I get it. The, the Asian guy. Yeah, what about him? They're lefties. Is, so if, is, is he on their postseason roster? I don't even know. I don't know. He's playing a lot of games down the stretch for them, so I thought maybe. But my, probably not. I guess not. It'd be Kinsler... Holt, Nunez, Devers, Bogarts. I mean, Pierce. I don't. I don't. Yeah, know. he's probably not. Wait, if, if they have, if, la- if Sam they have Travis, Moreland. Yeah, I mean, it, they've got a lot of bodies. Does Brandon Phillips get on? I don't know. Well, if I'm, I'm just saying, like, have Tarpley for some lefties. Uh, well, let's let's Benny let's and, hash, Benny and let's, Holt. 
let's hash this out right now. Um, I mean, Holt, if it's a big enough at bat, I could see them pinch hitting for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you have Eduardo Nunez on the bench and the Yankees bring in Tarpley for Holt, I, I think you bring in Nooney. Um, I mean, let, if you're bringing Tarpley, I mean, it's all Benintendi pretty much, right? Benintendi, yeah. Um, <laughs> I love adding the syllable. You know that. But, I mean, they very much they, uh Put Tarpley versus Boston at the end of the se- at the end of the game at the end of the season to see what they got. And Tarpley went um, two point one innings, zero hits, zero runs, five Ks. Yeah, I get. I guess I'm kind of in on Tarpley because you just make the Red Sox have to make more decisions. And hey, you know if Devers. Devers is up if Jackie Bradley Jr. is up if I mean I would how am I want to say this Benintendi is the only one that they're not going to pinch hit necessarily pitch hit for if they bring in Tarpley yes if you bring if you bring in Tarpley for Holt JBJ if it's a big enough situation Rafael Devers I mean there's a good chance that those guys could get bit you you could pinch hit Devers for Devers or Holt with Nooney Brad, Jackie Bradley Jr. is a tough one because, I mean, the reason they play him is because he's a defensive yeah, wizard. Yeah, I wouldn't. But I, I mean, Jackie Bradley know. Jr. against Tarpley, I mean, I a little biased, but that's an out in my brain. But say they do pinch Eduardo Nunez and you trade the Red Sox burning one of their bench guys and then you, hell, you just pull Tarpley and bring in the righty? I, I don't know. I think you've got, like, the Yankees, you've just won that situation. If you went... From Tarpley against Brock Holt to they pinch hit someone like Kinsler, and then instead of Tarpley, you bring in any of the righties. I think you just got the one up in that matchup. Yeah, the I'm, red the Red Sox burn a guy. You burnt your lefty specialist, who's <laughs> arguably the last guy on the roster. You yeah. know, I'm all in on Tarpley being on this roster and not having a five man bench, which means Bird and Wade are gone. And Tarpley had a rough first outing, his debut. Since then, nine games, eight innings pitched, three hits, zero runs, 12 Ks. 12 Ks, eight innings, zero runs, three hits. I mean, and I'm not saying I want Tarpley in huge innings, but if the situation arises, if we burn a bullpen one day and then, hey, Tarpley, like you, we need your help for two outs the next day, that's, that will come up more than pinch-hitting Bird. Oh, for sure. For sure. So um, so my lineup, the only changes I have are Mig, uh, Higgy for CeCe, which I think is a given, and then Wade for Tarpley. Now, could you say, uh, okay, get Wade off, go to the four-man bench, but don't bring in Tarpley, bring in Sonny Gray, bring in Canely. Are you making arguments? Do, are there arguments to be made that Sonny Gray or Canely should be the extra help in the bullpen? I don't think so. I Not mean, really. I I guess there's an argument out there for Sonny Gray if you if you want someone who has to get you some innings. Um, again, maybe that makes more sense in a in a seven game series, in a five game series. I mean, again, you're ready to burn everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like it's there's 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 two off days if you make it to the fifth game. There's an off di- off day before the series you're willing to burn everyone. Yeah. So, yeah, it it would be tough to see. I mean, the the only thing I would say is the Yankees have shown the past couple years that they don't... They would rather believe in their reliever to get righties and lefties than have someone who's considered a quote-unquote specialist. Yep, they don't so like playing the, the hand. So if the Yankees, if they have two boxes... And that's all they view Tarpley as. If it's lefty specialist versus pinch runner, I could see a situation where they'd say they'd rather use their relievers in a five-game set and have Tyler Wade ready to go to pinch run for Andujar, Voigt, or Gary in the seventh inning or later than having Tarpley on the roster. Because like you just said, 
if it's late, if it's anything past the sixth inning, it's just going to be one of the Yankees' big guys. Mm-hmm. If it's fifth inning or earlier, and it's couple runners on, two outs, and you've got Jackie Bradley Jr., Ben and Tiendi, that's when you're going to see Tarpley if he's on this roster. For Tyler Wade, you're only going to see him if the Yankees are down one or in a tied game to try to get the game-tying or game-winning run, which is arguably more important, question mark? No. I don't I, know. I mean, I've, in that perfect situation, but you can pinch run Gardner or Hetcheveria and then throw them in the infield, the outfield. True. And, Very true. And, I mean, Gardner's a better base runner than Wade. Might not be as fast, but he's a better base runner. He's a good base runner, yeah. I mean, but again, I mean, with all respect to Tyler Wade, his his speed is very good. I mean, probably an A minus. <laughs> I I know that's a weird way to put it, but if it's an A plus guy, someone, I mean, someone who can run, Billy Hamilton, someone like that, who's almost a guaranteed swipe, Gore. <laughs> I know there's there's the Gore situation from the Cubs series. Um, but again, hey, Gore kind of did his job. The only problem was he had to get two at-bats later. Um, so, yeah, maybe that's the difference. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. All right, let's, uh, let's go to pitching. Now, let's go to pitching. Now, I think it's going to be Hap, Tanaka, CeCe at home for th- – no, Hap, Tanaka, Sevy at home for game three. CC for game four. I think maybe if we're winning two nothing, if we win the first games, which is a big if, obviously, then you'd switch it and go CC game three at home and push Sevy back. I think, I think, and I, I think you go have to go Hap Tanaka one two. Now I know you have an argument or uh, an argument, I guess, but not like angry. Uh, what a point to be made about doing it other another way. Yeah, I I mean I no, I believe in Hap, obviously. Hap's a no-brainer. And I think Tanaka's the play game too. I I think game 3 and 4 and you touched on it a little bit. I think if if you even split the first two games, I think you go CC game 3. Because you're going to have the rested bullpen after the off day. It's it's not necessarily a do-or-die game. You're expecting good things out of CC, And, I mean, if you can go into game four with Seve on the mound with a little extra rest, I mean, that's, that's your chance. That's a serious go-win-this-series-at-home moment. Um, if you come back in your 0-2, I think you have to go Seve. You You can't. You can't leave that on the bench. You can't leave your ace on the bench. What if it's 1-1? If it's 1-1, I think I like CeCe. Again, because then, either way, the next game is not do or die, but if the Red Sox were to win game three, it's 2-1 Sox, and you want Seve on the bump for that game in New York, if you go up 2-1, now you have Seve on the mound in New York to try to win that game and clinch the series in four games and again hey we just talked about the drama of the wild card because again one game for baseball is out of control but man if you can put the Red Sox in that situation that their 108 win season comes down to one a four game four games with the last game being in the Bronx whoo All right, the Yankees just announced that Hap's going to be the game one starter. No surprise at all. We're there. shocked. But all the Twitter just came out. It's officially announced. Now, um, Hubs said he wants CC game two. Do you think there's any merit to that? I think maybe he's trying to keep Tanaka at home, which I think is worse. Maybe CC's really good at Fenway. He might, he might be. CC's pretty good versus Sox in general. I think you have to go Tanaka game two. Tanaka's been great down the stretch. Two rough outings recently. One was hurt by bad fielding, himself included in the fielding. I got to go Hap Tanaka. I got to go Hap Tanaka. Like, it, they talked about having their big three for the wild card. It was Sevy Hap Tanaka, the big three. To not throw your big three, one, two, three, you know? Yeah. Seems crazy to me. 
Uh, Tanaka and C both have tough, kind of tough stats against the Red Sox this year. But uh, CC only has one game, and his stats last year are, like, amazing. Well, he had three games this year. He did? Um, yeah, only five ERA, 14 innings. Only one at Fenway? Yeah, I sorry, this isn't home road. This is um, just on, on the season. Tanaka in four games against the Sox, 7-5-8 ERA. Yikes. Yeah, but uh, I th- I don't I think I don't think that's a lot of bad games. I think that might be blown up. Right, but still still not pretty. I mean, here's I I guess that goes back into my theory I just said. You can go if you steal game one, Chris Sale at Fenway, depending how you how that how that game plays out. Um, like we talked about, Chad Green is going to be on ultra rest. Hap is on rest. I mean, man, if you can get five or six out of Hap, and then you've got arrested Chad Green, I mean, if you get the lead in that game, you, you've got the opportunity to win, not burn a lot of guys. So if you have almost a fully rested pin minus Chad Green, if you have your full bullpen minus Chad Green, and you could go into Fenway with almost that wild card mentality with CeCe on the mound, that if you get three or four out of him, you can try to bullpen him and get two at the Fen. I mean, I get it. I I guess, and then the counter to that would be, okay, even if you lose game two, now you have Tanaka, Tanaka Sevi in the stadium. I know you like that a little bit. Yep, I do. That That was a good argument for it, so I don't think it's terrible idea. I wouldn't be shocked if they do it. I st- I'd kind of be a little stu- a little shocked, but I think that's a good argument. If you have a full bullpen and you've won game one, I can see pitching CC plus the full pen game two, hoping you win it, and now you're up 2-0 with two games to knock on Sevy at home. That, that would be off a- day with the off day in between. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a discussion. Yeah, that's not a bad that's not a bad way to go about it. But you got to win think, game one there. And I I tweeted this. It was later in the year, but the Red Sox have worse stats against lefties um, on the season, left-handed pitching. So I mean, maybe they really buy into that, or their record is a lot worse against lefty pitching. Um. So yeah, I mean, if if Hap. Hap has a really good game, and they they really believe in that. Sure, I mean it's the veteran C on the road. Uh, I mean he's just he scares me. He scares me a lot just with bet. I mean him trying to get through bets and uh, J D Martinez twice. CC trying to. Yes, I mean, dude, you just you can tell. You can tell when those guys are up against CC and they have one of their at bats that they're telling you they're not going to lose this at bat. Like they can just foul off the slider and do whatever they want. I I mean that's but if he can get through him twice, I mean now you've gotten us to the fourth or whatever it is. So we'll see. Um we'll see. I I think we we laid it all out there. Yeah, well just to just to do some stat boy stat boy gym stuff. Um CC's games versus the Red Sox includes one was a clunker, four innings pitched, four earned runs, not good. Then he went seven innings pitched, one earned run, so very good start. And then he has a weird three innings pitched, two earned run line. Okay. That's weird. Um, And Tanaka has four starts, three are bad. They're not good. And one his, is his when, good start was the the end of the four game set in Boston, right? And they pulled him early because they just wanted the win so bad. But he right. was only at uh, he he could have gone he could have gone more. Uh, he could have he could have finished it a little bit more. And that was at Fenway. So yeah. And then I was trying to find CC stats, um, but verse versa uh, versus the Red Sox, but I can't find it right now. But but yeah, I, I Hap's one. Me personally, I'd go Hap Tanaka. I, do you wait until you see the result of Game One, or do you have to put confidence in your pitcher? Like if we lose Game One, go Tanaka. If we if we lose Game One, and if we use a lot of our pen Game One, go Tanaka Game Two. 
if we don't use any of our pen game one, go CC plus the pen game two. I I think uh, baseball has gone past that. I mean, let let's be honest. I CC Sabathia knows at this current point in baseball, he doesn't have a chance to go seven innings. So I think if Boone sits him down before the series and says, "Hey, if we go Hap Chad Green Chapman and we have the full pen and get that W." There's a good chance you could be on the mound for game two. If we have to use a lot of guys and we might need more innings, we're pr- we might roll with Tanaka because we know that he's got a better chance to give us the six or seven innings at this point in his career. And I, I don't think that's an insult to anyone at this point. No. And, I mean, the Rockies manager, Craig Kimball. Kimbrell? Council. Council. Kimbrell's the closer for the Sox. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got socks on the brain. Uh, imagine that. Just wearing socks all day on your head. Anyway, Council said, like, oh, we don't really use the word starter and reliever anymore. Outgetters. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking weird, man, but whatever. Baseball's in a weird spot. They're going to look at 2018 and be like, that was really weird. Yeah. All right. What do you want to talk about next? I have a stat I want to pull up. I mean, we can do... I'm going to... I think we do stats, and then we just kind of just talk about where our heads are at, how the series can kind of play out, and some different things like that. Let's do hot or not for the Sox. Hot or not for the Sox. Now, for the A's, we did last seven games because they were trying down the stretch to win. The Sox have been resting for like a week and a half. Not fully resting, but a little rest. So I did last, last 15 Okay, I've I've got the month of September stats, so I can okay add so, add on with those. So in the last fifteen games, their hottest hitter is surprise surprise Mookie Betts. He's no got way. a one point six one eight OPS, three home runs, five nineteen average, fourteen for twenty seven. That's nuts. Here's I we're a hot take podcast. He's really good. Oh, he's really good. He's JD, really good. Uh, MVP. I don't know. How to, Two-way Lynn, he had a really good last two weeks, but we don't know if he's going to be on the postseason. Yeah, dude, he he actually had a really good month. He batted 381 on the month in 17 games, and they were using him all over the field, so I, I'm i assuming we're going to see him on the roster. That's why I said his name, yeah. Um, Brock Holt, he's pretty hot right now, 13 for 31, 419, average 1.177 OPS. He uh, had a big September too. Yeah. JD Martinez, one point one one eight. JD's he's he's a fantastic hitter, obviously. Might be second in the MVP voting. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then Devers he has four home runs in the last fifteen games, ten RBI, so it looks like he's found his power swing. Uh Bogarts ain't bad. Sam Trap they don't have that many cool hitters. Bogert's had a pretty big month, and he's he's the one that's tough for me. He he doesn't have the fear factor for me. And, th- I mean, this is just being honest. I'm, I'm not trying to put the guy down. But he had a 100, 100 RBI season from the shortstop position. I mean, this, this guy is good, but he doesn't, he doesn't have the fear factor for me. And, I, hey, you know, maybe he kills us, and I, our Red Sox fans, I'll, I'll, I'll have to apologize to them after that. But the, the fear factor isn't there for me with him. It's, it's bets. Benintendi, Martinez, and hell, Steve Pierce, Yankee killer. Steve Pierce, yeah. So I was going to say, let's our top three that would scare you. Uh, um, Betts, Martinez, Pierce, and then Benintendi at the stadium. I think Martinez scares me a little more than Betts. And uh, again, this isn't hot takey because what I'm about to say is I – Betts is going to have a good series. He's just, he's good defensively. He has speed. He has power. He's, he's going to leave his, his impact on the game. J.D. Martinez, when he's locked in at the plate, I mean, there's nothing you can do. He's, he's like a waiting four for four when he's locked in. So if he has a big series, I mean, in my head, that's, that's going to be really tough to overcome where I expect Mookie's going to play well and it just kind of is what it is because he's Mookie Betts. Yeah. I'm pretty scared of their lineup. They're good. I And uh, let, I might have to go digging a little bit because 
I mean, their their roster has flexibility. I mean, I I think Pierce is going to start against the lefties and Moreland start against the righties at first base, right? Um, yeah, I have their I, mean, I have the their ki- most recent lineups up. It seems a lot like from guessing what they did down the stretch, it's going to be Betts leading off in right field, Benintendi batting second in left field, Martinez at DH, Bogarts at short, then Pierce or Moreland at first, then Kinsler, then Devers or Nunez, um, then JBJ, then their catcher, uh, Vasquez. Yeah, and maybe maybe Kinsler and Holt are going to split second base because Brock Holt's been crazy hot, and Kinsler actually had a pretty bad September. Um batted 190 in September. Yeah. All right. Um, I got uh, I want to do some things to look for. The Red Sox are better than the Yankees at hitting with runners in scoring position. So sure. our pitchers are going to need our pitchers are going to have to grind down. The Red Sox are pretty good at home. Um, and the Red Sox they had a good year. So all their stats are pretty good. All right, bullpen. I did some digging into the bullpen, Jake. Everyone knows sure. the Red Sox don't have a great bullpen. That's You hear that everywhere now. Right. And everyone knows a lot of postseasons depend on bullpens. I wanted to see how these bullpen guys have fared against the Yankees this season. Sure. Right? So I dug it up. So Craig Kimbrell, their closer, one of the best closers in the league, six games – 5.2 innings pitched, five hits, so uh, almost a hit an inning, three runs, 4.76 ERA, Judge hit a homer off him. So we've got to him. We've gotten to Kim- Kimbrell. Then who do you want next? I mean, Joe Kelly, 3.68 ERA, 7.1 innings, eight hits, so more hits per innings pitched. And, and, and from what I've seen and heard, I think Kelly really faded towards the end of the year. I I think they were hoping – there was a point earlier this year where I think he was kind of their eighth-inning guy, and now I think he's a fifth-inning type guy for them. I don't know. I try to ask Red Sox fans in earnest, and they don't, they, they don't really know how it works either. I guess they just rotate. Because, like, Barnes is a guy, 8.31 ERA on the season, four earned runs in four innings. Brazier, whatever you say his name. Right. 3.38 ERA, two earned He's, runs in five innings. That's like the best they have versus us. Well, Stephen Wright, 2.25 ERA in four innings, knuckleball reliever. Um, Workman, he comes out, 12.46 ERA, six earned runs in four innings. Pointer, 7.2 ERA, four runs in five innings. Hembry, 12 ERA, uh, eight runs in six innings. So all their guys the Yankees got to this year at least once. Yeah, and it's what's going to be really interesting from the Red Sox point of view is so Brazier. <laughs> are we saying that right? Is Brazier? That, <laughs> I have no idea. Is, is that an inappropriate word? He's. I mean, the comparison I would make is he's been their holder this year. He had a really good year. He he came up from AAA. They didn't expect much from him, and he had a really good season. Uh, his biggest blemish was the Yankees r- got to him in the the at Yankee Stadium series. Um, man, Stephen Wright kind of scares me. He's a knuckleballer. It's it's one of those things. <laughs> it's it's almost both teams being like this is out of our hands now. Um, but dude, he had an he had an incredible September. Thirteen point two innings, point six six ERA from the knuckleballer. So he's a guy that. He can frustrate you. He can get you out of your rhythm, and he can give you multiple innings. He he worries me a little. Uh, Barnes had been getting lit up recently. He used to be a big guy for them. I saw Peter Gammon say today his last outing he looked good. Uh, I think the other thing that's going to be really interesting is how do how do the Red Sox use Eduardo Rodriguez out of the pen? Is that going to be high leverage? Um, I I don't know. It's it's clearly this team's weakness, um, and it, it'll be interesting to watch, man, for Yankees and Sox fans. Yep. We just got update from uh, uh, Jordan Roseman. It's pronounced like Frazier, so Brazier. 
Brazier. Yeah, that sounds better than brazier. Cause yeah, I'm, because that's that's a that's a thing, Jake. That's a lady's undergarment. A, that's a thing that used to get you excited back when you were 21. Come on. You you were very late to the <laughs> brawn underwear game. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, okay, so bullpens, we get to them. Our bullpens have had their issues. Chapman had a blow-up earlier in the year. Yeah. I think Batanzas had a blow-up. Uh, Britain sure has had a blow-up. So it, we have a lockdown bullpen, but they have had their issues. Okay, this is my last thing I want to say before we end the show. Uh, but we'll do gut sure. feelings and all that. Right. This is my favorite stat that I found to make me happy or confident going in. Yankees okay. versus Red Sox, they play six series every season. Here's how the series went. The first one we played, we lost one and two. And I think that was... We lost the series. We lost we lost two games. We won one. After that, we won two to one. We won two to one. We lost. We got swept. We won two to one. We won two to one. So we're four and two on the year. The sweep, Jake, I know that we were in full-fledged panic, despair, angry, miserable mode. Listen now, looking back at that sweep, at the lineups we tossed Oakland uh, Red Sox way compared to the lineup we're going to throw tomorrow. Ready? Sure. Game, game one. Hicks, Stanton, Didi, Glaber, Glaber, Fourhole, Andy Har, Greg Bird, Luke Voigt, part one, Romine, Gardner. So there's three guys that won't be starting now, and then Voigt's a completely different animal. Game two. Gardner, Stanton, Didi, Hicks, Bird, Andujar, Romine, Walker. So there's four guys in that lineup that won't be starting now. Big one is Judge didn't play in Indies. Game three, Gardner, Stanton, Didi, Hicks, Glaber, Bird, Andujar, Romine, Shane Robinson. Four guys in that game that won't be on the lineup now. Chance Adams made his major league debut. Yeah. Game four. Hicks, Stanton, Didi, Glaber, Andujar, Voigt, part one, Gardner, Romine, Robinson. So three guys again that won't be honest. That was our worst stretch of lineups, of play, of everything. Hap got the flu or hand, foot, and mouth, so he couldn't pitch. Severino was in the middle of being terrible, which Pedro reported that Severino told him he was hurt, but he had to pitch through it. So he was, like, fatigued or whatever. Mm. Um, and so when, when, when Jimmy says Voight part one, we had just traded for him from AAA. He was in Vegas. He told the story on R2C2. And he comes and flies out to be the first baseman in Red Sox-Yankees. So, and then I, did he get sent down after that series or maybe after the next series? I think it was the next series because we were yelling at the nerds. Yeah. Um, but um, so that's when he says Voight part one, he... he <laughs> They did the trade. He comes in. He's playing first base. Yankees, Red Sox get sent down after that. And, hey, he had us all fooled, which I'm more than fine with. He, he said he was trying to change his swing, and then he went down to the minors. So, yeah, he, he played two games um, when Texas came, then got sent down, then came back up 10 days later when we were in Miami. So, okay. yeah, that was Luke Boyd, part one. So, hey, I mean, they won the season series because of that four-game set. They are losses. I am sure if any Red Sox fans are listening to this, they're saying, well, what about this series when we were playing blah, 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 or the last series of the season when we started no one because we didn't care about it. So there are arguments to be made on both sides. But I'm saying we have a good lineup now. I'm confident in it. I like it. Uh, the wild card, I was a nervous mess. I was mad at myself during the wild card for not being confident. But I didn't think confident was an issue because it's a coin flip. In a series versus the Red Sox, I'm pretty confident. Now let's talk Chris Sale. This is the other thing that got me excited. Chris Sale, terrible postseason pitcher. I don't think anyone would say otherwise. I don't think he would say otherwise, but he'd probably be upset about it. He's a psycho. He hasn't tossed a good outing since August 12th, 
Mm, no, I'm not even giving that. He hasn't tossed a complete good game. Not complete game, but a, but he hasn't emptied the tank and pitched well since July 27th. That's about like when when Judge got hurt, right? And a quick counter to that. I mean, they haven't fully asked him to counter empty the tank since then. But continue. I, I I'm not. I I agree. That yeah. is a reason. Yeah. But that's still is you can still look at that as a good thing. Oh yeah. I mean, his last start he got touched up against the Orioles, and it's. It's the big question, and I, I think I want to talk about it more when we get to series storyline, but can continue with some sales stuff. Sales. So August 12th, five innings pitch, zero earned runs, 68 pitches against Baltimore. So you're thinking, okay, well, good. The 12 strikeouts, that's good. That's good. He's back. But then he goes one inning pitched, three innings pitched, then 3.1, two earned runs, and then his last of the series is 4.2, three earned runs. Uh, so, I mean... And part of that was they were trying to build him back up. I I remember that one run start or the one inning start. I was shocked because I didn't know what was going on, and I was like, "What's happening?" But he pitched. He had so many pitches in the first inning. He I think he had like twenty nine pitches in that first inning that they decided to just go to their bullpen and have him. Fin- he went and threw in their bullpen to get the forty five pitches or whatever they wanted him to throw that day. So it's. I, it's a little convoluted, but I, the main point is Chris Sale hasn't been Chris Sale in a while. Yeah, and that's that's good. And then David Price isn't that good versus the, the Yankees. Uh, I mean, he has thrown a good start here and there versus the Yankees in the last couple of years, but majority of them, especially in Yankee Stadium, are terrible. They have to throw him game two because they can't throw him in the stadium, right? Right, right, and I... I I think they've said that, or maybe unofficially have said that, but yeah, they, they can't throw him in the stadium. And if you're the Red Sox, why wouldn't you throw Porcello at the stadium? Porcello's kind of had our number. He's He's been good against us. Complete game shutout under 100 pitches earlier in the season. It, wasn't it under 90 pitches? I mean, that, that start was insane. Yeah. But um, let, let me, um, I'll, I'll tilt it back a little bit, and then we'll, we'll go more into the series as a whole. Um, on the season... Uh, the Yankees team ERA, or the Yankees ERA against other teams, the Red Sox was their second highest. Uh, the Yankees had a 6.05 ERA against Texas. You, um, 5.49 against the Red Sox this year. Um, and I think another important thing to note is that, and so any of these, um, I, I guess, cumulative stats that I'm about to say are, are going to come down to the AL East teams. Uh, they actually gave up more home runs to the Orioles. Uh, that was the team they gave up the most home runs to. Far and away, the team they gave up the most walks to was the Boston Red Sox. They gave up 70 walks to the Red Sox this year. Uh, number two on the list was the Orioles. And again, it's going to be all AL East because they play those teams 19 times. Um, so, I mean, watch out for the walks. That's... That's baseball nowadays, and I mean that's that's huge if if you're going to put on the free runners. Uh, so that that was kind of my spiel about the Yankees as the team. I mean that they've been their second worst ERA against a single team this year was Boston, and that's that is no bueno. Um, and then let me I had some batting stats up, James, um, son of Susan. Um, oh, the Yankees themselves, uh, hitting against the Red Sox, not flashy stats. They had a 316 OBP. Um, that's not that good. Uh, they did have their most home runs against the Red Sox. And again, it comes down to AL East, but they had 34 homers in 19 games against the Red Sox. Uh, so that's just, just some team overview start stuff. Um, before before we move on, yeah, I don't have much to move on to. I think we'll wrap it up. I mean, I feel good. Do you feel good? Uh, I got a lot of stuff, Jim. You got more stuff. So let's let. I'm a big. I'm a big. I don't want to say storylines, but how this series can potentially played out, play out, and we talked about this with how you do the starting pitchers. Um, man, if we get Chris Sale at Fenway. 
I mean, talk about the red flag up. Because A... We've now at least split at Fenway. We got one on the road. And we took down Sale, which, I mean, would just be... Again, this Red Sox magical season, their guy, taking him down at Fenway would just be a huge blow. A huge blow to them. And then we talked about how the Yankees, you can either go CC there or whatever it is. But Jimmy, like you just said, if we take down Sale... Game two, they're throwing David Price, who the Yankees have been kind of his bugaboo for the past little bit now. I mean, holy smokes, man. Um, you're, you really set yourself up for something special there. And it, that's, I guess that's all I have to say. <laughs> beat, beat Sale, we're in good condition. And I, I, I guess that... I I I mean I just I just said it but I didn't articulate it well. If you get to sale, if you win game 1 and David Price is on the mound for game 2, the Yankees are going to look like hungry dogs at the plate just begging for Price to give up that one yabo cuz when that happens, oh boy. Oh what, boy. What about when the, Gary Sanchez steps up to the plate against David Price? Whoo! What about momentum now if we do beat Sale? And uh, I just hate this because I know like uh, Red Sox fans are listening and they're like, well, you're probably not going to beat Sale. And they're like, yeah, he's very, very, very good. But on well, the they, o- They've got the yellow light up on Sale right now. They, they haven't seen it in a while. Well, that's what I'm saying. Red Sox fans are a bit scared right now, I, I think. I think, not scared. They're a bit, they've cooled down. They're like, okay, this might be iffy. Their bullpen's been a problem for a while. Their lineups, their top of their lineups, fantastic. There's they're going through our wild card fears. <laughs> yeah, they're going through the wild card fears, fears a little bit now. With the Yankees fans, with all this momentum, and the Yankees with all this momentum coming off the wild card game, if we, if we not only just like win the sale game, but if we knock Sale out early, I mean, Fenman might be quiet. It might be, it might be library. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we know what Yankee fans think of David Price. We know what Reds, Red Sox fans think about David Price. If he's got to be the stopper in Game 2 for this magical season, that's scary. I, my, and it, hey, Sale and Price could go out and win both games, and then the Yankees are in the same boat they're in last year. So it's not going to be full panic mode. It, it, would, it sucks, but you do the, hey, Defend your home field. Let's get to this to five, just like we did last year. Um, now, and this, I, I guess, a thing to watch or what to watch for, and I said this last Red Sox series, they need to shut down that bottom of the lineup. And it's, it's the judge effect for the Yankees. When we bat judge two-hole and the bottom of the lineup does their thing, I mean, you've just made the pitcher's life a nightmare. If those guys get on and you get to McCutcheon, Judge, Hicks, Stanton, et cetera, et cetera, but mostly the Judge effect. It's the same thing with Mookie. I mean, you're going to see Sandy Leone. You're going to see Vasquez catching for the Red Sox. Those guys aren't I, – I'm, the Red Sox people are going to be mad at me, but those guys aren't major league caliber hitters. They, they both do great things defensively. Don't let those guys beat you. Jackie Bradley Jr., a, a, I said it before, a wizard with the glove. And then if it's Holt or Kinsler down there, I mean, you respect those guys. But, man, the catchers and Jackie Bradley Jr., if those guys have on-base percentages over 300 this series, I think you're in a, you're in a tight spot. Like, those guys need to be out. Just let J.D. get some solo home runs and, and Mookie hit doubles and get stranded. Just rotate. Mookie double, stranded. Next inning, get Mookie out. J.D. solo home run. Next inning, Mookie double, stranded. Just rotate. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. And, I mean, the other he's, – he's been a little bit of a Yankee killer. Man, if, if, Benny, is, if Benny is hot – Hot Benny. <laughs> we talked a lot about Hot Stanton. Hot Benny. Dude, I mean, that one, two, three is just, it's brutal. Yeah, it's true. It's, yeah. it's devastating. So, 
um, somewhat neutral. <laughs> you're, you're right. You almost have to look at it as like, okay, this time around, Mookie, you can have your double. All right, we got to get Benny. Okay, walk JD, get the next guy out. Okay, next time through. All right, got Mookie out on a liner to short. <laughs> Benny, okay, slap. You get a single to left. Got to get JD out. And it, <laughs> it, it sucks because that's not how the game of baseball works. But those guys are going to get theirs. Like, don't, don't come into this series being like, oh, I bet Mookie Betts is going to go 0 for 20. No, guys. He's going to play really well. Yep. All right. That's, that's about red up. We're almost at an hour, so that wraps up. A lot of Red Sox talk. First Red Sox-Yankees series. In a long time. Last time, Jake was young. The last didn't, time they played. Didn't like, didn't like Braziers yet. Didn't like Braziers yet or anything that they hid from you. Weren't interested. Zero interest, sir. Anyway, thank you guys very much for listening. I hope you're enjoying all of this. If you want to tune in before every game, a quick little pregame show jake and i do before are going to do before every game we did one for the wild card after the lineup is announced talk about the lineup talk about kind of just our gut feelings uh, uh we will we will tweet out the time i think it's usually gonna be two hours before because yes network does theirs one hour before and we're not competing with yes network and i want to watch yes network so jim no it's some we two names we didn't mention at all boone and cora yeah. Well, I mean, do you think Boone's going to push every magical button again? I uh, hope so, but man, uh, two rookie managers. Boone wins the wild card, but the fan base doesn't love him because Boston's better. Cora's a hero because Boston's had this incredible season. I mean, one of those guys with one mistake is going to have a lot of the fan base coming at them. I mean, Boone's already had it from what we've seen on Twitter. Not, not the... Not that Twitter's opinion matters there. Sorry, guys. But, um, I mean, and again, Boone, a lot of these things are already written in stone and we already saw them. Echeverria is going to be a defensive sub. Neil Walker might be a defensive sub. Guardy might be a defensive sub after a certain point. Um, the bullpen is kind of going to be lined up and discussed by Cashman. For the Red Sox, that bullpen's going to be a lot more feel. And, I mean, that's putting Cora's neck out there more. So, hey, maybe he gets it right and he is a genius. Um, I'm kind of – this this series is going to have intense moments. I doubt we see beanball stuff because you just can't risk that in a playoff series. Not a five-game series. But I'm kind of anticipating Boone and Cora kind of getting mouthy with each other because they're going to be the guys barking at the umpires for ball and strikes. There's going to be an up-and-in fastball where the whole crowd goes, Oh! Did you just try to hit Shane Robinson? Yeah, and I think Boone and Cora are going to be pointing at each other saying, I didn't fucking try to hit that guy. Why would I try to do that? You tried to do that. You're a schmuck. And I I don't know. I think we're going to see like a Boone-Cora rivalry more than Yankees-Red Sox. Is that kind of weird? I mean, I don't think think we're going to see it. I like that you think that. I just, I think they like have respect for each other. They were taking pictures earlier. And little like, late hot take. Cora wished Boone well and said they wanted to play the Yankees and stuff. So, yeah, I think that's over. I think now they hate I, each other. I think I think it's going to be Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas type stuff. Nice a little basketball for you, Jim. I know you're a big basketball. What guy. do you think about uh, the A's fan got beer thrown all over him at the stadium? Did you see that video, dude? You could find that at every stadium across the U.S. on any given day, basically. I disagree with that. Uh, I think you can find that at like. A lot like uh, important games, important games. Uh, but I don't think you'd see that like out west or in the Midwest that much. Any NFL game, you could get that video. Yeah. Oh, I don't think it's exclusive to the Yankee Stadium, but I think it's yes. exclusive to a percent of stadiums. Uh, I saw people saying that's what you got to expect. I saw people saying like you came. No, dude. dude don't. I hate. I hate that shit. And I not we're you know dorky white guys getting on our platform, but like. I, I've had a Raiders fan tell me on a plane before, like, yo, you don't want to be a visitor in Oakland. Like, you'll, you'll get curb stomped and stabbed. And it's like, okay, this is fun. This is sports, huh? I, like, uh, like I, I, someone sent me a video, and they were just, like, chanting at a Red Sox fan, like, um, you suck or goodbye or 
just yelling and screaming and like chanting in unison while pointing at him. Sure. That's awesome. Love that. Right. Make them feel like they don't belong. Throwing a beer on a guy's head. Now we've crossed the line. We're like, now you're just being an asshole. Yeah. Throw beer in excitement. I'm, I'm all good with that. But to just unload a beer on a guy's head. Come on. It's tough. We're both killing with kindness, guys. I guess my, my final story before signing off is I went, I went to a Broncos-Patriots game in Foxborough wearing a, wearing a Broncos jersey, and we're at the tailgate. Everyone's having a fun time, and I'm getting, you know, you know classic screw you. You guys suck. We're going to kick your guys' ass. And I'm like, yeah, like that's, that's sports. That's, that's great. We go to this one tailgate. It was freezing. They had a fire there. And some guy, I was wearing a Brian Greasy jersey because that's kind of my kill him with kindness. They'd be like, who's that jersey? Who's that? Oh, Brian, Brian Greasy. <laughs> Why? Okay, that's, that's really odd. <laughs> um, so this, this guy was a little drunk. He was being a dick. He's like, oh, let me see that jersey. Let me see that jersey. So I like take it off. I'm like, here. And he, he threw it in the fire. And I didn't flinch at all. Didn't move. You got me that Brian Greasy jersey. That was a birthday gift. It's in the fire now. Well, we'll get there. So he throws it in the fire, and there's that moment, like, everyone looks around. They're like, am I going to punch this guy? Am I going to get my shirt from the fire? What am I going to do? I just stood there and just looked at him, and he goes, oh, my God. He grabs it out of the fire instantly, and he's like, dude, I thought you'd go get it. And I was like, no. Like, that's on you. You just put that in the fire. And he's like, sorry, man, sorry. That was, that was a little over the top, huh? And it's just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I had so, that. I had that same thing happen to me in high school. Uh, like they are, like Emily, what Emily was play bullying me. You know, sure. She's like, "Can I wear that sweatshirt?" So I, I gave her my sweatshirt to wear because I thought she was cold, uh, and she threw it in the trash in the hallway. Right. Like as a joke. Right. And I just walked away. I just kept. I was like, okay, and I just walked away. Yeah. And she's like, "What are you? What are you? What are you, what are you doing?" I'm like, well, you just threw my sweatshirt in the trash. I was just joking around. I'm like, yeah, but there's, there's garbage in there, and now my sweatshirt's in there. And my you, sweatshirt's in there with the garbage, and you, you just did that. You just did that. And she like she took it out and gave it to me, and I just took it and put it back in the trash, and I ended my relationship with her because that's a rude thing to do to someone. It's rude. Don't <laughs> so, be rude. I'm all, Don't be rude. I'm all about pranks and jokes, but throwing my piece of clothing that I'm wearing that I gave to you because I thought you were cold in the trash with other garbage, that's not a prank. It's just you just threw my you threw my sweatshirt out. Yeah, you put no. my you put my my coveted Brian Greasy jersey in the fire. So yeah. in the end, heckle, scream, yell, uh, but like don't like throw popcorn at his head. I'm totally fine with that. You cool with that? Like a couple, a couple here and there. You can't dump the popcorn. I'm I'm cool with dumping the popcorn. No, no, something no, very no. That's hum- still physical. That's still physical. Sup- slowly, something very humorous about getting popcorn dumped slowly on your head. Kinda. No, you're still you're still crossing the physical barrier there. That's not cool. I just think you're not ruining the rest. You of can dump. You can uh, if it's buttery popcorn, kinda. Okay, it can't be that buttery. If, if someone's pouring popcorn on you, you can turn and swing. I think that's fair. Oh, yeah, of course you can turn and swing. Oh, well, dude, that's the whole point of this. No, no. But I'm saying... What's fun there is if you throw a piece, like, every half inning, and yeah. they think it's like a fly at first, and then they're like, did you just hit me with popcorn? And you'd be like, no. And then you do it again, and they're like, okay. This guy's throwing popcorn stop. at me. And then you go, okay, I'm done, I'm done. And then you hit him one more time. Yeah. And then it's like the fourth inning, and you're like, all right, dude, sorry, having fun, I'll stop. Yeah. Then it's forgotten until the eighth inning, and then you get him again. <laughs> then you slowly dump the whole bag on his head. That was talking popcorn, pranks, fires. Joe's McFly followed Joe's for in-stadium videos. He had a hilarious video at the beginning of the game. He said that Liam Hendricks was doing his warm-up toss, and he threw his warm-up ball. you got to watch this video by Joe's because he tells the story better than me. He throws the warm-up ball into the crowd, and they throw it back. Like we're not, yeah. and, and Joe's is like, we're not friends. We ain't friends. We don't want your ball. Get out of here, Aussie. And then Hendricks threw it back into the crowd. And Joe's is telling the story. He's like, dude, we're not friends. We ain't cool. We don't want this baseball. And they threw it back again. That's a pretty fun, fun story. That's good. That's good. You had to know like Liam Hendricks was laughing his ass off. Like he probably wanted to throw it back a third time, but he had to go go get his ass kicked in the first inning. Yeah. Had to give up that home run to judge. What a loser. All right, on to Boston. Here we go. On your mark. Get set. 
go. Enjoy the rest of your night or day. Boston game coming up. Follow us on Instagram for the Instagram live pregame show. If you'd like shirts uh, until uh, in until the rest of the day, if I get this out on October 4th, shirts are still buy one, get one 50% off at talkingyanks.com with the code all caps October. So go get yourself that. And that is the end of the show. My grandma landed safely in Japan. In Japan. My grandma landed safely in Japan. And now she would like to tell you this very important message. Go Yankees. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime, no additional charge. So, celebrate the progress that you've already made by visiting BetterHelp.com Yanks today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com Yanks.